What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McNichols, joined by my co-host, Rich Houck, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us again. It's Ryan McNichols here, host of the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Houck. Hey, what's up, everybody? And our producer, Mike Coyle. Yo. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs and also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, also at Fantasy Oddballs. It is Sunday, April 23rd. We've got the draft happening this Thursday, so we figured we'd get a little bit more content out here for those of you who are going to have rookie drafts afterwards and anybody looking to make a move prior to the NFL draft. So what we're going to be looking at today is players essentially that we would buy or sell right now, either prior to the NFL draft or prior to the start of the regular season. At some point, you okay there, Rich? You look a little perplexed at what I just said. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure there. So I'm excited about the NFL draft coming up this weekend. We'll do another reaction show uh, this weekend after the draft is concluded. Me and Rich will go through some of the stuff that happens, some of the surprises, things like that. But today let's start off. Rich, you want to start off? Do you have a player that you were particularly interested that you wanted to start with, whether it was buying, selling, doesn't matter to me what order we go in um, here, keep this kind of fluid. Yeah, let's stick to the, uh, we'll stick to the sheet, we'll go with, we'll start with buy. Um, I have one guy in particular who <clears throat> I was looking at, this is based off of, you know, discussions with some league mates, uh, revolving trades and, and reading some stuff o- online. I'm in on Michael Pittman, everybody else seems to be out on him, but I'm, I'm now in on him. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, everyone seems to be very worried about the quarterback situation. Um, and it does give you pause. Pause. But, it, it, you know, it, one thing that, that seems to occur, when the, 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 the overwhelming majority is leaning one way, the opposite tends to happen. Everybody's out on Pittman. So I'm in, and another thing that it comes to mind here too is, as I mentioned, that everybody else seems to be out on, um, is joining my sentiment, sentiment and being out on Will Levis, which is giving me pause and making me think he may actually be a decent quarterback. Damn, you're flipping the script. I'm not saying I'm there and ready to flip it. I'm just saying that it's it's something to think about. But I think probably um, the, the maybe not being out or in so much, but kind of the idea of tracking what the general consensus on value is. Obviously, Pittman going into last season was a lot higher. People thought he was going to finish a lot better. He finished like around wide receiver 20 in PPR last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand where you're coming from. So like we all had higher expectations for Pittman, me being one of them. I was super high on him going into last season. And As was I. I thought he could be you know a back-end wide receiver one. Um, but – you know, he was, but he was just a wide receiver, too. And, you know, they hold value. They're not going to win you, you know, your leagues. But a solid wide receiver, too, is they're valuable to a contending team. And if you're able to get him for fair price, um, I'm interested. I mean, I have him in our Dynasty League. And, you know, as I was looking to sell him early in the offseason, um, I – 
I'm going to hold him. Um, not that anybody really wants to buy him anyway, but I, I'm going to confidently hold him. Okay, and so even with the so the problem that he's had essentially is quarterback play, right? I don't really think it's his and, talent; it's quarterback play that's been even, holding him back. Even with poor quarterback play, he's been a solid wide receiver too. Right. So my question then is, he's going to have a rookie quarterback this season. They're not usually helpful for you know producing you know top wide receivers in their rookie season, and then they're going to develop. And we don't even know who that quarterback is at the moment because the Colts are currently picking fourth. Fourth, right? So who falls, or do they trade up? Does someone else trade up? You know, you see. But I mean, can can whoever they get be worse than what Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger were last year? I mean. Possibly, but it'd be kind of hard to do that. I was just making sure you're willing to buy, knowing that this year is probably not going to be much, and then you're hoping on the rookie to develop and take a step forward in their second year. Even if the, the rookie doesn't even have to be like superstar level from game one to to you know to reap benefits from it. If he's serviceable, that's going to be good for Michael Pittman. I mean, we saw what, what the quarterback play was in Indianapolis last year, and it wasn't good. Yeah, and he was terrible. still yeah. able to put up. You know, their offense as a whole was, was just putrid. Yeah, I mean, wasn't their line... And he still line, was wide receiver 20. Well, so was like, it, wasn't their line bottom five? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even just, like, slight improvement from quarterback play, and maybe he gets to, you know, he's he'll be around the same. You know where his floor is. Right. Wide receiver 20, wide receiver 22, 23, and maybe he creeps up into that 16, 18 range with, with slightly improved quarterback yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, he has a lot of talent. Uh, I don't think he's changed as much. I, I really just don't think he's been in a great situation, obviously. Um, you know, wide receiver 17, PPR, his second season, wide receiver 20, third season. I mean, like you said, he could be a really good value. But even if even if you are a contending team, you know, this might not be a guy. Like you might be able to pick this guy up on the, quote, cheap, you know, for from somebody that's late, had him since they, they drafted late, him. A late first. To, yeah, I mean, they could have drafted him. They've been watching him for three years, and – they're just kind of get fed up with it, you know. They're not even fed up with it, but they're just kind of, he's not living up to the expectations that they wanted to, and they're just kind of ready to move on. Yeah. I mean, that happens, you know. Uh, guys like, uh, you know, I, I, guys that have been on my team, it's just like you kind of kind of get out on it after a while. I mean, it's, it is the emotional yeah. aspect ready of it. Ready to get off the train, so yeah. to speak, you know. But like, you're sitting there as a contending team late first round. You're not in love with any of the rookie, you know, wide receiver prospects. Or, you know, the running backs get drafted up and, you know, you're not liking who fell to you. Maybe, you you know, a late first for Michael Pittman could be something you could look for. So here's my concern. And, again, not to say you're wrong or anything, but just kind of put it out there to make sure that we're covering everything here, is that this is the final year of his rookie contract. He's going to have a rookie quarterback. So then he'll be a free agent unless they agree to something prior to the start of this season. I'm concerned. I don't know if he'll go to the free agency and demand top money and be go somewhere as a team's wide receiver one. You know what I mean? Especially after another season with a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. and not necessarily being the most productive. It's are you going to give him deals equivalent to you know the other guys who went in the draft that have already signed? You know AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, the dudes who got their deals done last year and averaging twenty five million dollars a year. Is Michael Pittman going to get that from a team? Are they going to make him his number one? Do you feel better or wor- if Michael Pittman hits free agency? Do you feel better than if he goes back to the Colts with the rookie quarterback going into his second year? Or I mean, where does he go? 
that that's all what it comes down to. Okay. Does he go to the Chiefs? Then, yeah, I feel great about that. Does he go to the Chargers? I feel great about that. Does he go to the Bills? I feel great about that. You know, does he go to... The Patriots? The Patriots? Eh, I don't know. Does he go to Washington? Eh, I don't know. Does he go to... I don't, think they could bring, like, I don't think Washington can bring another wide receiver. After. I'd say just you know, I'm just just throwing out teams with, with I got poor quarterbacks, or you know, crowded wide receiver rooms. Like just, it all depends where they, where that would, you know, it's so theoretical where he would go. But you know, certain situations, yeah, you'd feel good about it. Other situations, you'd prefer he return. Okay, so I guess what I'm saying is, if you're looking to make that move now, like prior to the start of the season, would you rather they? get a deal done and he comes back to the Colts or would you rather give him the chance to hit free agency and go and take the risk that, you know, he could go somewhere bad, but he could also go to some place that's a much better situation or I mean that's just that's just a gamble and what happens happens. Like I am coming at it from I'm, it's a contending team I'm looking at. So I'm looking for this year. Like I'm not worried about after this year. I look at it as if I'm move ready to move a late first, because I don't, I think Michael Pittman can score more points than whoever I'm going to draft in that slot this year. Then that's what I'm going to do. And okay. after that, you know, in the off season, we'll, we'll address those situations as they come. But I'm, you know, contending. You're making a push. You worry about, you know, 2024 and beyond after the se- you know, after gotcha. this current season. Okay. Gotcha. I just wanted to understand where you were coming from and everything, because I know after last season, Michael Pitt, like I said, I've had the Michael. Ex- Pittman experienced twice mm-hmm. now and it's been unpleasant because he's just so up and down with his you know scoring and production because of the quarterback play all right but that's enough on Michael Pittman I think we kind of established everything with the sort of the value you know late first round pick is what you're looking forward to get for him if you're trading him away and kind of the expectations we have and everything you're considering so a guy I'd be looking to buy who I think you know, I don't know if I would call him cheap, but I don't think he'll be as expensive as some of the other guys. I'm looking to really buy Chris Olave, if I could. So, here's here's the thing with Chris Olave is that, you know, last season he, he played in 15 games. He had five or more targets in 13 of those 15 games. His only competition right now is Michael Thomas. And I'm not really expecting significant competition to come in anywhere. So, their picks this year, they've got three picks in the top 100. They got the 29th pick overall, which is... Was originally San Francisco's that got traded to Miami, that got traded to Denver, that got traded to the Saints. So they have the 29th pick in the first round, 40th pick overall, and the 71st. And there's just not a whole lot of wide receivers here that I think can really come in and contend for a number one role, and especially come in and try to take it over Chris Olave. And. He's got Derek Carr there now, who's definitely an improve. I would say an improvement upon Andy Dalton, and I know a lot of people don't want to think it, but you know Derek Carr has you know been productive, and he's going to bridge the gap until they find their franchise quarterback. And that's the other thing is next year in twenty twenty four. I'm also not worried about significant competition being added because I think they're going to go after a quarterback, which means they're going to have to trade picks. They don't have a third round pick next year, so like their first and second round pick are probably going to be used to have to move up to grab a quarterback next year is the way I'm projecting what I'm looking forward. So I don't see like a first round wide receiver coming in to compete with Chris Olave anytime soon. So I think he's got this number one role secure onto himself. He's got Derek Carr bridging the gap until they get a franchise quarterback. And Derek Carr has been successful. He had Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree that he made fantasy relevant, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller. He's got, whenever he gets his number one target, that player is a fantasy-relevant player. It hits 1,000 yards. So I'm really interested in uh, Chris Olave. 
that being said, I wanted to give a possible a couple possible scenarios as far as what you would uh, be trading to get Chris Olave. So here's the first thing I want to start with. Let's say you you wanted to uh, acquire Chris Olave and you're willing to just sell off your draft capital. Does a first round this year that's a top three pick and a first round next year get it done for Chris Olave? It's in the ballpark. I think, it, yeah, it probably. So that's roughly a sta- fair starting point, but maybe a little bit more. Uh, it might be. Yeah, it might be a slight. Uh, I don't, that's interesting. Um, if I have Olave and someone offers me a top three pick, and if I probably take it. Okay. So that's I'm roughly not, a fair. Yeah, I'm not looking to trade Olave though. I actually really like him. Yeah. Right. I, you're. Yeah. <laughs> I understand, but you're looking to acquire him. You'd be comfortable giving that up, and you think the person taking it, like you said, would probably think about it and maybe come back and ask for a second or something like that in addition. A second in addition to the two first. That's the that's a lot. Okay, so the second's too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm even leaning like a. The top. It's tough. The top three picks a lot. Um, Okay, but this is about fair values. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we're going to come down. We don't got to go yeah, through fair. the whole I'm thing. I'm just thinking about them. Like it's, I don't know which side I want, so that's probably a, that's a fair trade. All right, so let's go a different route then. Let's say I'm trying to part ways with assets that I think are going to depreciate. So would you accept a trade if I am offered you Josh Jacobs for Chris Olave? No. No, you'd rather have Chris Olave than Josh Jacobs? Absolutely. Not even. What if I were to offer you Ramondre Stevenson and J.K. Dobbins? would vary depending on how you feel about those players and yeah i mean it's i think it's fair but i think i'd probably still keep a because you're worried the patriots might add something in the draft and we don't know what's going on with the ravens yeah i mean that but it's just team situation goes into it it takes a lot into it like if i'm you know if i have a strong wide receiver room and my running backs are a little bit weak then yeah i probably do that trade um if I'm rebuilding, I absolutely do not do that trade. Um, yeah, it really depends. You're trying to contend this season, essentially. So you're you're still trying to contend, and you're parting with an asset, essentially one that you think will hold almost equivalent value to what you're losing. So like trading Josh Jacobs or Chris Olave. Obviously, Josh Jacobs would finish higher at, at the running back position than Chris Olave if everything goes according to plan. Josh Jacobs will probably be top ten. Olave will be a borderline top twelve kind of guy. You figure. Mm-hmm. But you imagine that the difference in points versus the long term you're also going to get with Olave is still enough for you to compete while also mm-hmm. gaining value for getting rid of Jacobs while he's still got his max value. Yeah. All right. What about would you part with Amon Ross St. Brown for Chris Olave? Got Jameis Williams suspended for the first six games. No. You I mean, keep Olave over St. Brown? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was misunderstood. I'll take uh, St. Brown. You'll take St. Brown over yeah, Chris Olave? Yeah. I, I just, he's like a top five dynasty wide receiver right now, St. Brown. Olave is probably top 12, Yeah, top 15. I think it's they're pretty close, but uh, I'd rather have the, the guys prove it longer. Yeah. Like, I mean, Olave had a great season, especially for a rookie. But he did. I'd rather have the guy that's been he's, proven longer. He's done it twice. Yeah, exactly. It's... I, I honestly, you, you're. I think they're probably pretty close. They are, but you just take the. I mean, he's the age difference is almost negligible, uh, and he's, you know, he came onto that line team and just kind of lit it up. So, I love Chris Olave okay. as a as yeah. a as an same acquirer. Brown, I, I think we're all on the same page right he's there. He's a target hog, man. Right. Yeah. His targets per run is just 
was nutty. And that's what I was saying with Jameis Williams. I know he's suspended for six games, but he will be back. And I mean, you imagine that with, you know, the uh, gambling situation that happened recently with some players on their team and having to let them go. It's basically, you know, it's what? It's 33-year-old Marvin Jones Jr., Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams suspended for the first six games, and they traded away T.J. Hawkinson last year. I imagine they're going to add a pass catcher in the draft, and then it's a matter of Jamison Williams comes back. This is a whole other interesting thing we get into with Jamison Williams, and what do you do? Because starting, you know, your year off running, you know, about 100 snaps in the season because you suffered an injury and then getting suspended for six games for gambling is not really a great start to your career and doesn't bode well for long-term value. That's rough. So they might add a pass catcher in the draft, but I was just trying to say, okay, I had two other ones, but we don't need to get. I think we've got into roughly where we were uh, looking for with that. Uh, you have another guy you'd like to buy? Uh, no, I didn't. I only had Pittman. Okay, so I had two other guys I was going to buy. Then they're, I'll group them together because they're on the same team. So the running back is Travis Etienne. Okay. I'd be looking to acquire him. I think he's flying under the radar. Not too many people are talking about yeah, him. He's not getting a whole lot of chatter this offseason. Oh, whereas, you know, obviously last season it was one of the biggest talking points. Right. So, and at the moment they've only got Dearness Johnson, Jamichael Hasty, Snoop Connor, and Cadre Allison on the roster for competition. So obviously they could add somebody in the draft, but with Travis Etienne being a first round pick, you know, probably unlikely. Right? Yeah. Are they, they going to add other needs? Are they going to add another first round pick at running back to compete with him? Are they really going to bring in Bijan Robinson or something? Or no. right? No, they're not going to do that. So yeah. he's pretty secure in his role there. He had five games last year. He had over 100 rushing yards, eight games in total, or eight games where he had over 100 total yards. So he's getting plenty of action as far as you know touches and volume. And, and yardage will be his second year with Doug Peterson. He's another year removed from his injury, so he'll be healthier. And I just think he's got a lot of upside. So some of the options that I was saying, would you trade a 2023 first, a top five pick, and a second round this year for Travis Etienne? Is that enough? It's fair. I think it's it's very fair. And he's talking to someone who, who has Travis Etienne on their team. And, man, let me tell you, every time he runs, I get nervous. <laughs> like, I know he's not small. Like, I know he's listed at 5'10 and, like, 215. But, like, he looks slight out there. I get nervous when he runs, man. So, like, I don't know. I have You're my, not as excited about him as I am. I'm, I'm a little bit more. Uh, Sounds yeah. like you guys got to get a deal done. Yeah, it's not that I don't. I think he's 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 electric with the ball in his hands. The dude, he's a beast. I just you know every time. Not like it's not like with other running backs. You know, some guys they they get the ball like like a Pacheco on my team. You know, who's like similar build and he's not much. You know, he's not much bigger. Weighs much more than than Etn. But just he, I don't get that same concern when he runs. And I don't know what it is. I haven't been able to put my finger on why yet. Yeah, Pacheco's a little bit older, though. I forgot I saw the tweet earlier. He's older than another running back has been in the league for like three years. Yeah. yeah. ETN's a little bit older of a player, too. He's 24. Okay. All right. So what about, let's say, you're trying, again, you're trying to get rid of an asset you think will depreciate to so acquire Travis me, ETN. Let me put it this Go way. Ahead. So super flex league, I'm taking the top five pick and a second round all day for ETN. Okay. Because of the options with running back and quarterback. Yes. Okay. All day. And Same thing with the not to like backtrack too much, but with the Olave. Okay. If it's a super flex league, I'm, I'm smashing except on that too. Give me a top three pick and another first. Yeah. 
Okay. Would you you have Josh Jacobs? Would you trade Josh Jacobs to acquire Travis Etienne? You're still trying to compete this season. Yeah, someone wants to do that. Yeah. Okay. Would you trade Michael Pittman and Jamison Williams to acquire Travis Etienne? I'm probably not doing that. Um. Yeah, I probably am. You're doing that. You, you yeah. to get Etienne. I, I'm not. I haven't been a huge Jamison Williams fan uh-huh. or believer since you know before last Day year. One. Yeah. yeah, I just. He's fast, and you know he's a decent wide receiver. I just don't, I, I don't, I haven't, I haven't bought in. Dude, I yet. remember so last like, year to me, he's just yeah. like you know, he's a throwaway. There, there's a stat, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember it was kind of guiding like some of our talks last year about players that, regardless of what it is, whether it's injury, whether it's um, off-field stuff, guys that are unable to stay on the field. Like I know this, this is really the rookie year, but like regardless of what it was, if they were unable to stay on the field. Like, it did not bode well. It did not project for the... Like, even if it was something completely out of their control. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not able to stay on the field, like, in the beginning of your season, in the beginning of your NFL career, a lot of times projected out to having a mediocre, or maybe not mediocre, but more lackluster fantasy, completely fantasy output. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, like you said, somebody can't control. Could just be unlucky. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, the injury. I mean, this is... Yeah, like, this one's not He gets, luck, he gets but, popped yeah. for, you know, like, you know. Uh-huh. Aww. I, not that okay. So with, not that I you know I have sympathy for the situation or anything, but he wasn't betting on the NFL. He was in the right, facility. Yeah. He was in the facility, mm-hmm. you know. But right, I just don't understand how you're a first round pick, you're making all that money, mm-hmm. and you can't hire somebody to read over your your contract and tell you what you can and you can't do. Yeah, you can't have somebody you know give you a piece of paper, highlight and stuff that says you can can't do this at all. Yeah, but you know you can do some of this stuff, but you know be mindful. Yeah, this stuff over here, absolutely under no circumstance, you do not do. Right, like, I just don't understand it. It's I, some I, common sense stuff, you you know. But don't be using your work laptop to, uh, you know, be right in the in the facility. Yeah, like yeah. You, you don't do it. You're at work. Yeah. You know you're playing football, and you know to it, it's, it's it's a game. It's work. Yeah, to, yeah, there's shit you don't do at work. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be gambling on my work computer. No, <laughs> like, there's a ton of stuff you don't do while you're at work. Yeah, and you know. Well, remember, part of Deshaun Watson's argument was he didn't think he was in violation of the code of conduct policy with his actions. So that was his like big defense there. So maybe you know Jamison thought that he could try to play that off and get the same excuse. I just don't think he was thinking. Work. I just yeah. don't it's even just think stupid. it crosses his mind. Like it's nah. like, yeah, it's, like he because just probably didn't even think like oh he's oh, like I'm I might not, gambling on the NFL. NFL. Yeah. yeah, so it's cool. Get, he's like probably didn't even cross his mind. And honestly, it's most likely. That's why you need an attorney to read some mistake. You need an attorney to read your paperwork. Yeah, exactly. All right. We went off there a little bit on Jamison Williams, but that's a nice to tackle because I don't think we really talked about it since it's happened. The other guy I was going to buy, I was going to say then, is obviously I said his teammate. It's Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback situation. I really think that, you know, especially with after the way quarterbacks performed last year, I think Trevor Lawrence is a solid top 10 quarterback this upcoming season. He took, I feel like he improved last year with Doug Peterson taking over. He was definitely way better than in his rookie year with Urban Meyer. Team added Calvin Ridley to the offense. And I'm, with their division, just I mean, they're going to have two teams starting rookie quarterbacks and possibly three. There's talk now about the Titans moving up to try to acquire a quarterback. So the pretty soft schedule as far as the divisional opponents will end up going. Sleeper for the Super Bowl. Jaguars? Jaguars. They were close last year, right? Yep. They're, they're a sleeper, man. Everybody's talking Chiefs, Bills. 
Like, and don't the Bengals, like, don't get me wrong, they're all great teams, and they'll be there in the end. But the Jaguars are they're only up and coming. They're gonna be sneaky this year. Be careful. But it, Trevor Lawrence is gonna be expensive by. One quarterback leagues is manageable, but in Superflex, that's gonna be a steep price. Oh yeah. One quarterback league, a first this year and a first next year. Does that get you Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, one quarterback league? Yeah. I mean, are they late first? Or they, are they mid? I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'll this, probably just do that. <laughs> this year's a, a mid a mid first, and then next year we don't know because it's next year. Pro- probably. Yeah, I mean, in a one quarterback, it probably does. In a super flex, does the mid first and the first next year get it done? No. No. You need more for Trevor Lawrence. The most valuable asset being okay. a quarterback in that super yeah, flex. And you got a, a guy who's ascending, um, who showed that he can be a top a QB1 not QB1 overall necessarily, but he has QB1 potential. And like you said, they added um, Calvin Ridley now, um, second year in the offense with Doug Peterson, and they have a chance to take off. Okay. One quarterback league, I offer you Debo Samuel for Trevor Lawrence. Or you would you offer Debo Samuel for Trevor Lawrence? No, nah, I think I'd rather have Debo on one quarterback probably. Okay. Superflex, you would have Lawrence. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's easy, except they probably have to give more than. Yeah, more, more than, than Debo. Absolutely, more than yeah. Debo. Superflex League, I offer you Saquon Barkley for Trevor Lawrence. Dynasty Superflex League, Saquon Barkley for Trevor Lawrence. Um, I want Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence now, but if I have another good quarterback with a, with a solid QB2 behind him and. I, my running backs are weak. I'm I'm thinking about it. Yeah. But, I mean, Saquon's playing on the – he hasn't signed the franchise tag yet, but you figure he's playing on the franchise tag. And then what – I don't know. If you're, if you're making a push for one year and you have other quarterbacks, then maybe, but, you know, probably not any other way. Dynasty 1 QB, you'd rather have Lawrence or Barkley? I have Barkley. Barkley. Okay. All right, well, those were all the guys I wanted to buy, and those were, you know, just, again, wanted to see what kind of value you could get if you were looking to acquire those guys right now prior to, you know, the draft or anything happening because, again, I just think those guys have a lot of stuff that says they're going to have some good seasons. But let's move on to some guys that we would sell because we're not too high on them. I'll let you start off here because I've gone on for a little bit. Yeah, I've got uh, two running backs um, from the same division, the NFC North. And um, for different reasons. Uh, is one wearing purple? One is wearing purple, but I don't think it's the one you think it is. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, this will be interesting. So we'll start there. Um, I think you should trade Alexander Madison. You should trade Alexander Madison. Yes. Well, well the pot is stirring about his yep. value being up. Yep. I think now is the time to strike. Everybody, you know, is talking about there's smoke, there's smoke, there's fire. Dalvin Cook's going to get caught or he's going to get traded or whatever the hell's going to happen. Yeah, Madison's time up. The Madison RB1, bro. You probably got to get that done sooner rather than later, too, ASAP. right? For yeah. the trip. ASAP. Yeah, before any, any yeah. Yep. And if you get the opportunity, you know, someone wants to offer you a second, two-thirds, something like that. But, I mean, if you have both Madison and Cook, you're probably a little hesitant to move off Madison until you see what happens with the Cook situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just one of those guys who are just rogue holding other guys running back handcuffs, trying to find value, like Rye does. (laughs) 
<laughs> then you know shipping off a of Madison for a second or something like that is is a good use of. What do you like? What What do you kind of see this year looking like for Madison? Either Cook taking a restructure and coming back and still being the RB one, right? Or I see Cook getting cut or traded, and then the Vikings bringing in a running back to compete. Right. And I, I don't even, know. If Madison is that ever going to be the RB one? But you may be able to. Uh, find a buyer who believes he is, or you know, right? Because he has, on he has played good football. I mean, he's been yeah. de- he's been a decent, you know, second running back. I don't know that he's anything more than that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, every time he's had to fill in for Dalvin Cook when he's been out, he's done essentially the equivalent of what Dalvin Cook would do when he was in. He would just always get then relegated to nothing once Dalvin Cook was back. Was back. Yeah. And again, Which it happens all the time across the NFL. It does. Yeah. I mean, look at the Ernest Johnson when he stepped in admirably last year for. That game went over 100, 100 yards, two touchdowns or whatever. Yep. Or, or even the year before that when Chubb and, and Hunt were both out because of COVID mm-hmm. and he filled in for a few yeah. games. Yep. Yeah, and happens then all the time. Gone, boom, yeah. But yeah, but he doesn't. He didn't get a contract that seemed like he would be a starter. Like, you know, Alexander Madison got starter money this offseason with the contract that he got. He did. But you're you, – okay, so you – you just essentially don't believe in Madison. You're not certain it's going to be Cook. You're not certain it'll be a rookie, but you don't think it'll be Madison is the bottom line. Yeah, I, I, it may be for the first few weeks, um, but at, nah, I don't think it is any, anything more than that long term. I like it. All righty. I'll start then. This will be real quick. Conversely, I had two running backs in that division that I would be looking to sell. Uh, be interesting to see if it's uh, you have either one of these guys, but it's really about whether or not you have these guys and how you you really need to spin this to somebody if they believe it. Like this isn't like you know going to obviously work with everybody, but Khalil Herbert and Deonta Foreman. Khalil Herbert was my other running back to sell. So <laughs> essentially, what you're trying to spin here is Khalil Herbert's going to be the starter for the Bears this season. You want to try to spin this before the draft, before they actually get somebody. Or I mean, they could be working a full committee. Right, but you're trying to sell these guys. Yes, so you're, that's, yeah. with the point you're trying to make is that Khalil Herbert will be the starter. That's yes. why they were comfortable getting rid of David Montgomery. Their first-round pick's too high to waste on a running back, and they've got so many needs. Are they really going to spend you know, an, uh, other draft capital to bring in a running back after they brought in Deonta Foreman? You're like, it might be a committee, but this guy, whichever one of those guys you have, you want to convince the other guy that this dude's going to be the he's lead the one. back. I, he's yeah, the I think one. this is a good, great, great sell candidate, too, because uh, there's a lot of people out there that are like, he's him. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to be that guy. Yeah, like, he's been he, productive. He's, he's definitely just... flashed, too, you know. You see chatter on Twitter or Reddit, like, oh, you know, go pick this guy up, you know. So, it's a, there's definitely, I mean, I talked to it, you know, I talked to Nick, and uh, he was like, uh, he was, he was like, what about Khalil Herbert? And I was like, that's something I got to look into as well. You know, this is at the beginning of the off season, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely, there's there will be buyers out there most likely. Would you, if you had Khalil Herbert, somebody offered you a? So, are you guys in the business then of selling or buying Khalil so, Herbert? Selling. You're selling. I'm selling. Uh, yeah, you're, I, you're, I would rather. So, sure. Honestly, I, I don't want him on my team. Okay. Um. So yeah, I would have to say sell. If somebody offered you a second round this year, a second and a third this year, would you part with Khalil Herbert for that? Uh, yes. Yeah, in one QB, yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't really. I did, that went smoother than I thought it would. <laughs> I, I I can see why people want to buy him too. I, uh, yeah, I, I do. Especially right now, if you can get you, you might be able to acquire him for a. You know what is less than that? Yeah, less like a lower price, especially like if the draft comes and you know the Bears will make a lot of moves. But 
I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I, I wouldn't fault you for buying them, but I that's not. I said I don't want them on my team. I don't want to, have to think about it. That's what's fun it's, about it's, it. Is it is dynasty what's fun. fantasy? It is you know? what's fun. You know, it's some so, people it's don't want nothing to do with them. Other people are like, give me everything. I, I still want to put the brain power into thinking about the Bears that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already got so many question marks with, you know, QB, wide receiver, now running back play. Like that whole offense is literally throwing dice. All righty. And then, so it's kind of, I stole your, your second guy there. I apologize. No problem. But, you know, we talked about it. It wasn't just like I just sat here and went off on him. All right, so the other running back I would sell then is a guy we mentioned earlier, Javante Williams. So Javante Williams is going to be 23 uh, in two days. So his birthday is April 25th. Happy birthday, Javante Williams. You, you listen to this, it'll help you put this it out Monday. To us. Yeah, no, sure. I'm, I, I meant like the... Our, whoever's listens to this, you know, our fans out there in Belgium that download the podcast yeah, yeah, regularly. That, that, there's some guys, those guys. Named, some, the, some guy named Hans out there. I was letting them know that, I again, I'm they still listen? This will be out there on Monday. Yeah, they still we, we got people download? out there in Belgium downloading the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. They must, it's so funny. They're probably like, shout out. Dude. Yeah, shout out. If you, <laughs> leave a comment somewhere. <laughs> so... I was just letting them know, because I'll put this out on Monday, that Javante Williams' birthday would be on Tuesday, the following day, so there, that's out there. But my point with that is that he got injured last season, he tore his ACL, LCL, and uh, PLC, it, you know, kind of early on in the season, but the bottom line is, you know, the report's out there now, we just read it a little bit earlier, that he could play at some point this season, but the Broncos are opening to adding somebody in the draft whatever he could also there's reports he could be ready at the start of the season he could miss all of this season is essentially where the reports are at with Javante Williams even if he comes out and play this season I went over this before I don't know that it'll be effective I don't I again if he's ready if they have him out there at the start of the season then come out be ineffective get injured miss more time and essentially he'll lose the first eight weeks of the season anyway from Javante Williams the issue then becomes is that 2024 is the final year of his contract and then have a fifth year option with the way this season is looking to go for him, do you think they're going to sign him to a deal before he gets in the final year of his contract? Probably not. Okay, because he'll also be 24 going into next year, the final year of his contract. So if they were to then sign him to a deal, they essentially be paying him. You know, be hitting free agency when he's 25. You'd be dealing, with, you know, giving a deal to a 25-year-old running back. So like, my problem is I don't think the Broncos extend him, and then when he hits free agency, he'll be a 25-year-old running back who had a rookie season where he was in a committee and couldn't really do anything, a second year that was lost to injury, a third year where, you know, he probably is going to lose half of this season to injury. Right. How productive is he going to be even? We have, you have, you can't, no you idea have not predict it at all. Look at, just, how many well, times have we seen this now? But I think his value is still very high in the dynasty community. So, And my thing is, I don't know that it's going to be any higher going forward. I think you can still, you know, with the reports out there now about, you know, oh, he'll be ready, you know, for the season. He'll play that. Like, people might – you want to find the people that believe that he'll be ready to start the season and ready to go. And you want to sell him because he's essentially at his peak value at this point. Yeah, I mean, that NFL.com article about him not coming back at the beginning of the season only came out yesterday. So, jump on it. Jump on it, get on it, start sending it out. <laughs> so you're looking to get rid of Javante Williams. Um, uh, I would probably, I'll probably have the lowest price point of the three of us. I'd imagine. I've never been a big Javante truther. I mean, I, I like, I liked him. Uh, you know, when he was coming out, uh, it's just like, dude. I mean, I've been so downtrodden with RB injuries, and over the last two seasons. I've I've had to sit here and watch what happened to J.K. Dobbins from 
about 25 minutes into our initial rookie draft uh, through the Cam Akers BS. Um, you know, I had to literally retool right, right. We're, we're not even done our rookie draft. I'm already looking to retool our, my, my team uh, due to, due to um, injuries. And, I mean, we, we see it happen way too often. It sucks. Uh, these guys are amazing players. Um, they have, you know, you know, you go out there and be some of the best. But, I mean, this is just what life is. Um, they get hurt. It takes a really long time to recover. I mean, recovery process has been faster. And for fantasy production, purely for fantasy production, it's really tough to, to jump back into that RB1 type category when you have all these guys coming out of college every single year that are, you know, they're being shot out of a cannon and they're, you know, how many new healthy guys are there every year? It's just, it's so tough. It's uh, as far as being, you know, a top fantasy producer. You're selling Javante Williams. Someone offers you a top five pick in the first round this year, a second this year, and a second next year. Yes. Yeah, I'm smashing In a heartbeat. I'm not even thinking Way too much for Javante Williams at this point. Someone might tell you that that's not enough. But we would have people in our league tell us that's not enough. That's not enough. <laughs> but you know, if you get top five pick, and I mean, if it's super flex or one QB, you do that. Um, if we took either of those seconds out, you're still getting a top five pick in either second this year or second next year. You're still doing both of those deals. Yeah, I'll probably yeah I'll probably take a if it's a top five pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. once it starts, if you push it, if that first is like a late first, now we're starting to get dicey. Like I'm not sure as much. Um, but in the top half. Yeah, but I mean, this top half, you know, you're. I think there's probably about six guys before there's a tier break this mm-hmm. year, maybe seven uh, in single QB. It, it It's still up in the air. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, uh, I, I think it depends on what you need. But, yeah, we start to push that, that pick if it's a first towards the back end. Then maybe I'm starting to be like, ah, well, can I get a little bit more out of this? Uh, can I add a, a third in there or something? But if it's a top five pick, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with moving away if it's a first and a second. For sure. So then I imagine the answer to this question, would you rather have Najee Harris or Javante Williams? Dude. Oh, okay. Easy enough. Don't, yeah. Alexander Madison and David Montgomery for Javante Williams. You're getting rid of Javante Williams. You'd be getting Madison and David Montgomery. Roughly the value we're looking at now. Yeah, I think you could lean either way, depending on your situation. Um, there's a case to be made. Um, you know, you don't if you don't think Javante Williams is going to score many points this year, and you're a contender, then maybe you take the running back points. You're a rebuilder. You hope that you know by the end of the year he comes back and looks like old Javante, regains him back. You know, either you could probably go either side on that one. Okay. Yeah, dude. I mean, you if you're if you're contending this year and you have Javante, you're holding him and hoping that he can be your playoff carry, oh. uh, because. What we're we're seeing reports now that he's that the goal is that he'll return and play during the season, not that he's going to start the season. So we know we all know how that goes. They come back those first couple of games, they, they they're just getting worked in. Like a lot of times, they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna come back and be that bell cow that first game. You know they're gonna get a couple of carries, and as it gets real dicey there, once you start firing guys up, like you try to start predicting, like okay, this is gonna be the game he's back, like, and then he goes out and he has. You know, six carries for what, like, eighteen yards, and you know he's not getting really like a whole lot of work. Like, it's it's uh, it's hard to it's so hard to predict until they're actually like fully back healthy. You know. 
Yeah, be irresponsible. Just give him 20 touches as soon as he's back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Plus, this was a team that was using a committee prior to him getting hurt with, you know, Melvin Gordon there. So is he going to come back and get 70 80% of the workload at some point this season? Or is this going to be, you know... So it's going to be a split. So that's what I mean. Uh, you have Javante Williams. Someone offers you Christian Watson and George Pickens. Parting within a heartbeat. Give me too much. Wide receivers. What if it was only one of those guys? Would you trade Javante Williams for just one of those guys, or do you need more than probably that? Probably not. I would okay. probably need more. All right. And then let me get to the more controversial guys that I had that I was going to sell. Can't wait to hear the pushback on this one. Gamar Chase now. <laughs> Sell Cooper Cup. It's not. I don't care. It's not that. I don't care if you're contending, rebuilding, whatever you're doing. Sell Cooper Cup now, prior to the start of the season. I understand where you're coming from because you're trying yeah. to sell him before his value drops off. He races away. Yeah, I get it. It makes sense. I mean, so let me go through all of it. So, in addition, he'll be 30 this season. His salary cap. You know, you can essentially you can trade him post June 1st either this year or next year to save 20 million. His salary cap's not a huge issue or anything. The more the bigger problem that I find is that Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Donald all contemplated retirement this offseason. They, in the offseason, have traded Allen Robinson, Jalen Ramsey. They cut Bobby Wagner and Leonard Floyd, uh, Leonard, Floyd at line, Leonard Ford at linebacker, and they've added absolutely nobody. So I don't know how this team is supposed to be a better team than they were last year. And I know people can say health, but before the in the games that both Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup played in together, they played the full games. They were three and five. It's not like this was a high-powered, high-flying offense. They don't have a first-round pick to really add any studs in this draft that'll immediately change the way that their team's going to go. So this is one of those things where Cooper Cup goes into this season, and maybe you'll have a productive season. You know, maybe Matthew Stafford comes back from his injury and everything's fine. But I, overall, I don't think this team is going to be a very good team this season. And after this season, what happens? Because we already had three of the main people on the team contemplate retirement this offseason. And then if they have another bad year this year, what's to say that Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Sean McVay all don't walk away? And then you have a 31-year-old Cooper Cup without the play call of Sean McVay and without Matthew Stafford throwing him the football. And you also, and again, you run the risk even this season with Matthew Stafford coming back and him just not being fully healthy or right or anything after you know what happened last season. Yeah, no, I guess I get the sentiment. I just it, the Rams don't need to win games for Cooper Cup to catch passes. I mean, it, when they were they were poor in the beginning of the season, like you said, three and five, and he had thirty one points, thirty one points, sixteen points, twenty six points, twenty five points, sixteen, twenty two, twenty six. Like he's scoring fantasy points. I mean, so but, my point like is he's that, approaching that cliff. So, so right. That's my point. Is right now is essentially he's going into the season with all of that, and people are still going to think that he is that top receiver. So, like, this is his peak value, and right now is where I think you can get the most back for him to the point where you get rid of him and you can still compete and just essentially get move on from a guy who, who's got. Again, it's it's not just a matter of like you know trading him and getting nothing in return. It's a matter of getting enough back in return to replace the production you're losing from him. So that's what I wanted to look at is how much you so how much would you need to acquire then in return to get Cooper Cup if you were I mean a decent amount. When healthy uh, he's been the past two seasons when he's been the the uh, wide receiver one. Top three pick this year, a second round this year and a first round next year. Yeah, I'm doing that. 
I have Cup. I'm doing that. You would take those picks for Cooper Cup. Yeah, is what you were saying. What, what about a 2024 first and a 2023 205? Um, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, because yeah, that's why I offered you, and then you rejected it. Like, <laughs> you know, three months ago. <laughs> I was so glad that this came. This is one of the people that you're talking about, right? Because we, I literally tried to acquire Cooper Cup from Rick. It's like again, if you're rebuilding, then yeah, you you should be moving on from Cooper Cup for uh-huh. sure. If you're contending, like I, I, I'll sit here and listen to an argument for you keeping so, him until he dies on your roster. Because, right. Like, so. He just his He's game seems like him. it will if. Now it's it's you know taking a leap that like he's got to stay healthy and all, but like the way he plays, he can his game can age gracefully. Like he's not he doesn't rely on athleticism and speed and and anything that's just going to disappear. He relies on being technical and winning his routes and, and being strong at the catch point, and that 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 that'll still play as he ages. So my concern though is not so much him aging or anything. My my concern is. This is look at look at the Bucks. Look at where Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were last year when Tom Brady was the quarterback, and then look at where they are now. And remember what we talked about with Chris Godwin last week. Like that's that's the thing that I want people to consider is like there's always that where like you can tell yourself X, Y, and Z, but then when the next year happens and that fall off just it craters like that, like you're essentially not going to get anything. And that so that's just what I want to consider is try to get something back to compete. To still compete this year, but also kind of move on from an asset while it's at peak value and get something in return. Because that's the situation that I fear is that it's that Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford are gone next season. They need a new head coach, a new quarterback. Do they have a top pick overall? Maybe. Maybe they'll be bad enough this year that they'll have another top five pick. I mean, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not talking about trading pretty much everybody on your team. Right. Right. Like You should be looking into things and you know outside of you know super flex you you know Patrick Mahomes um probably Jalen Hurts now Josh Allen um Justin Herbert like Joe Burrow those are dudes yeah, don't, you, don't, you don't yeah. want to trade yeah. in super flex but I, I, in one I, I, QB yeah. it's Jefferson it's Jamar Chase it's you know Outside I, of that, that was really nice. It's really but, nobody else. Hang on, that's what I'm some, saying. Like, I had some it. quarterbacks written down here. In a one QB league, would you trade? Uh, would you trade Cooper Cup to acquire Joe Barrow in a one QB dynasty league? Maybe. I mean, super flex league. If I really yeah. need a QB, maybe yeah, Joe Barrow. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. One QB league. Would you trade Cooper Cup to acquire Jalen Hurts? Probably. One QB dynasty. Uh, probably. Okay. Yeah. Would you trade Cooper Cup to acquire DJ Moore and Drake London? Ooh, that's that's an interesting one. Depends on how high you are on London, I think. Um, yeah, that's an interesting trade. Um, it's something to Rough, think about. Roughly. Okay. Yeah. Let's say you need running back position. You want to get rid of Cooper Cup because he's old and you're trying to acquire some running back depth. Would you sell Cooper Cup to get Nick Chubb and Kenneth Walker? Yeah. I think that because that can instantly make you into a contender. Yeah, it's a type of move that can push you over the top. Yeah, that's two potential RB. Would you yeah. be willing to part with Nick Chubb and Kenneth Walker to acquire Cooper Cup? Um, You're contending this season. Probably not. Probably not. That's too much. Be, yeah, yeah, it's probably it's probably too one sided on that one. Okay. All right. DJ Moore, Miles Sanders, and a and a top five pick this year for Cooper Cup. In a heartbeat. What about just DJ Moore and Miles well, Rick Sanders? Rick loves Miles Sanders, so yeah. it's going to be obvious for him. <laughs> DJ Moore and Miles Sanders for Cooper Cup. Maybe. 
It okay. Think about it, but probably probably no. All right. I gave you some areas to think yeah. about, Coil. Yeah. Get yeah. this deal done. I I, I I don't know. I spent I, I spent a lot of the beginning of the off season trying trying. Not that I didn't sound like Rick's trying to crazy, but I I was shopping around, and I think what uh, point that Rick just made that we haven't actually hammered a, a whole lot recently. I know we talked about it last season. Was uh, it don't ever take anybody off of your radar for. You know, even if your top guys, you know, always keep an eye out for if people are sending you offers. Just you know, like, don't 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 set don't tell your league mates he's off limits. Yeah, and then because you might end up getting somebody might send you something that is like ridiculous, like and something that you can't say no to. Depending on your league too, one quarterback you're looking at the Jefferson and Chase. Yeah, that are really the only ones because what realistically you, you look at it, what are you trying to accomplish? By a, like getting all those those picks or whatever for a Jefferson, Why, yeah, you're, like, you're the trading one. the wide receiver one in hopes that you can then draft the next wide receiver one. Right. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like you already you have, already got the guy. You already got the guy. Yeah, just ride him. Yeah, like same thing with Chase. Like he's potentially the wide receiver one. Like it doesn't make sense to do that. You would need to know you're Unless, getting one hundred one like, this year and one hundred one no, next in, year, in so the, you could get Bijan and Marvin Mims Jr. to replace. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. I'm sorry. Uh, no, but it's just like no, unless you're able to get like if you explore, you're able to get like a, a back end wide receiver one in return plus like a pick or two, like first round picks, like the premium value. Then like maybe, but like I, I see people post about it all the time. I'm going to trade Jefferson for 103 this year, a first in 2024, and like uh, Romeo Dobbs. And I'm just like, dude, why? You, yeah. you, like your best hope is that at 103 you get. JSN and he becomes. They need that all season. Dopamine, the equivalent man. of Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. And like in. You need that all season. Multiple dopamine. high value yeah. picks. Yeah. Yeah. These are these are, these like are nice doesn't, it, Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. All right, two other perennial guys, rebuilders. We call two other guys. We can group together that I wanted to get to uh, for this episode, and that would be. Both of the Chargers' top wide receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You would sell them both? I would sell both of them. I don't care which one I have. I would sell either one of them and get rid of them. So they're drafting somebody, right? They're going to draft somebody, and here's why. So Keenan Allen will be 31 on April 27th. So, again, happy upcoming birthday, Keenan Allen. I don't know why all these guys are turning have their birthdays in April. but Ryan's got a calendar with every player's birthday on He will be 31 on April 27th. Mike Williams will be 29 in October. October what? I didn't write that down. It does, October. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write that down. Uh, it doesn't matter. It'll be 29 in October. My point was Keenan Allen will be, you know, 31 soon, and Mike Williams will be 29 in this season. Mike Williams or Keenan Allen missed seven games last season. Mike Williams obviously missed four games. He's never played a full season in his t- entire career. This year, Keenan Allen's cap hit in 2023 is 12.78 million. That's sixth on the team. Mike Williams is $13.54 million. That's fourth on the team. So a combined total in 2023 of $26.3 million. That's what the two of them cost together this year. Do you know what Keenan Allen's cap hit is in 2024? Uh, I do not. A lot. $34.7 million. So more than you're paying for both of those guys this year. Do you know what Mike Williams' cap hit is in 2024? Um, I'm imagining it's probably a lot. $32.5 million. Okay, I'm following him. I'm starting to follow him now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the two of them together then are $67 million next year in 2024. What does Herbert need to get paid? <laughs> Soon. Yeah. Soon. He's yeah. coming up, right? Because yeah. he was taking... I think this is his fifth year, right? No. No? 
This is should fourth be his year. fourth, fourth year, year, and then they have year. to exercise. Next yeah, year will be right. the fifth year option if they want to exercise it. But typically, you want to get the deal done prior to that prior fifth to that. year, yeah. especially with all the other quarterbacks you need to get signed. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, so glad we got Jalen signed before, now. Woo! Before Herbert, Woo! before Thank you, Hallie. So Thank you, you got, Hallie. You got Herbert's deal coming up. You got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both going to cost you over thirty million dollars next year against the cap hit. They're both not going to be on the team next season, and I just honestly at this point, you know, Keenan Allen's the older one. I imagine he'd be going, but even still, he's getting injured. He's never really finished more than around like a top twelve wide receiver. Mike Williams, I'm not confident in coming and taking that number one role. I think they'll take a wide receiver. In the first round of the draft, they've got a... Yeah, I think they're going to take one this year, too. Yeah, they've got the 21st pick overall, and then the 54 and 85, those are their top 100 picks. My hope, my hope is that they take Quentin Johnson with their pick, and then I can draft him with the second overall pick as the wide receiver. Okay. Whoa. 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 He's putting his his strategy right out there on the pod. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? You're going to trade up the 101 to get ahead of me to take Quentin Johnson and let Bijan fall to me? What's your plan here? I got my 102 pick. I was hoping that he would fall to me so I could get my stack done. I could could reignite the rivalry and get my stack done. You said that Mike Williams stack with uh, Herbert, and I was hoping that Quentin followed me down that 102. Maybe Six. you'll get him. Maybe they take Zay Flowers. That's fine. You can stack with I'll, I'll just pick Zay. Yeah. Hey, could I? I don't like. Oh man, I, I, I'm getting Rondell more nightmares about <laughs> Zay Flowers. I know it's not the same, but these like undersized, yeah, small, fast guys. Yeah. I, I know that like changing. It's just I get I get nervous. Ten point three percent drop rate for Zay Flowers. By the way, <sighs> you know it doesn't doesn't make me feel better. So I'm not picking Zay Flowers at one hundred six. Well, no. I'll pick Zay Flowers. So it's going to end up happening because I'll be like, oh, we got to take him. He's the best player available. <laughs> You're selling Keenan Allen. Someone offers you a first-round pick this year, not the 101. But maybe another top five pick. So it's you're not getting Bijan, but you get another top five pick, and then Absolutely. a second round this year. Absolutely. Oh, just the first round we get it done for Keenan. Yeah, I mean, you see, approaching thirty-one, he hasn't been healthy. I mean, realistically, like let's be honest, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he blows up and has like a great season this year. But outside of you know that name value that he carries, what has he really done? Like, what did he do last year? I mean, it wasn't that into much. He was hurt. He was banged up the year before, right? Like at this point, he's over thirty with a history. I don't think of, he was banged up the year before. I think he missed one game, maybe. Because I, I looked at that's what I looked at. Okay. I didn't really put that down. For he missed seven games last season. I don't think he missed any games this, the year yeah, before that. I'm getting him confused with somebody else. But on the wrong side of thirty, game or something. On the wrong side of thirty, and you know, we talked about it. Uh, what was that? Forty episodes ago at this point about. Um, <laughs> The fall off age. The fall off age, and yeah. he's right in the middle of it. And we always we talk about how sudden it is, and it comes quick. Yep. And Father Time is undefeated. Okay, I I have my values set too high for him. Then on the trade compensation, so let me see. Uh, I was gonna uh, you have Keenan Allen. Someone offers you. I'll just I'll take the second player off, and just someone offers you Chris Olave. Keenan Allen. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah you're dude. contending this year. I'm taking it. Yeah. Yes, that's one of those moves that like you're contending now, and you're looking to the future. Someone offers you that, man, you just do it. So, yeah, maybe we're just lower on. No, my values are just way too. Uh, my values are just way too high. I think because you, yeah. I mean, you were on the same. Like my other options were, uh, <laughs> I had Damian Pierce plus James Conner. That seems like way too much. Then for yeah. Keenan Allen, yeah. I think based off what you're saying. Yeah. 
I'm probably if you had Keenan Allen, someone just offered you Damian Pierce. Would, uh, would you take that? I think about it. You're contending I this think year. Think about it. I'll definitely think about that. Like, okay. let's if we take a look at uh, so Keenan Allen. Uh, let me take a look here. 2020, he was number 14. Uh, 2021, he was number 10. Last year, he only played 10 games. He was number 42. Yeah, Obviously, you know, he had that wide receiver three season, 12, six. What like plays the entire season healthy? Like, are we expecting him to be in the top 15 still? Like, I possibly. I remember, but, got that new offensive coordinator too. Yeah, now like, I'm. I, I had him like, just inside the top. I was just doing my wide receiver rankings recently. I had him just inside the top 50. He's literally just above Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Which I think is probably fair, you know, assuming yeah. that he stays healthy all season. I, but think, um, I think we might be too low on Keenan Allen. Yeah, we might be. I think that's the issue here. We're a bit too low on him. Yeah. So in the games when he played last season, his finishes wide receiver 29, 22, 12, 10, 19, 9, 25, and 1. So top twenty-five wide receiver pretty much every week after he came back, except for the first one. Right. So maybe we're a little too low on him, yeah. but but that's the point is that other people are high on him. So if you have him, sell him and get this value that everybody yeah. else sees that we don't think he's worth. And I, I do really like the idea of trying to use Keenan Allen as a piece to get one of these guys like Olave, like Rick London, like Garrett Wilson. Like I don't know, I really like the 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 twenty twenty two. Rookies. Uh, rookie mm-hmm. wide receivers. I mean, I think these guys are going to be tough to compete with for, like, if I look at this year's draft class for guys coming in, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I have some sort of crystal ball or I did, like, some deep dive analytics into it. But just kind of looking at the articles, what you guys have been saying, general hype about people. I, I think that the 2022 class, like, really, they they came out and they proved that, hey, like, we're going to be some – we're going to be like that class that like probably a wide receiver for sure. Yeah. Wide receiver for, you know, when we look back in 10 years from now, we're going to be like, wow, that, that class was, that was a very good, wide very good wide receiver class. So it's going to be, I think it's gonna be hard for people to take those jobs from those guys as the wide receiver ones on their team. So then let me pair that with, uh, we'll move over to Mike Williams. You have Mike Williams. You're looking to get rid of him and still compete this season. Somebody offers you Jahan Dotson for Mike Williams. Hmm. That, that Dotson situation is very... Nah. Yeah, cloudy. No, you keep right. Mike Williams. I need more with Dotson. Someone offers you Travis Etienne from Mike Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing that. Smash that. that so that's a lot. Uh, Alexander Will- Madison for Mike Williams. Need more. James Conner and Alexander Madison for Mike Williams. Probably. I mean, I, uh, nah. No, never mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> okay. So we just... You, uh, and like we were saying real quick, he re- restructured his contract, right, Mike Williams? Yeah, I believe that brought his cap hit down this year, but okay. increased it next year. So how? And le- sorry, one other thing, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. You're good. Uh, next year is the final year of both of their contracts Got as it. well. Yeah, because Mike Williams, for me, say, you know, when when he is when he gets moved from the Chargers, I mean, even if he could retire from the Chargers, honestly, but. If he moves to another team, like at that point, I, I just don't see him being. It's gonna be really hard for him to be fantasy relevant. I mean, it, it's just he's produced. He's produced with Herbert, but Herbert is, as we know, can throw those bombs to him. You know, it's not everybody. Not every quarterback has the talent to do that. And obviously, he'll be older. It's I just 
two more years of Mike Williams, and I think that's probably it as far as fantasy relevance goes within with a guy that has, like, because we know Mike Williams, he has game-breaking ability. Like, he has those games where he drops 35 on people. So, um, but I, I really expect that. The, the frequency of those types of games to really start to dip off after this year, probably, you know, this this year and next year is probably about it for him. All right. Okay. And that was it as far as the guys that I really wanted to talk about. Add QB. We'll not get into it. We'll not get into it. Um, but that was, you know, pretty much everything. Don't want to go too much longer. The one thing I'll just wrap this up with, again, because this is the final show prior to the NFL draft happening. Some players to keep an eye on whose value could go up or down depending on what the teams do in the, in the draft. We've, at the wide receiver, you're looking at Nico Collins, K.J. Osborne, Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. Nico Collins, obviously, on the Houston Texans. If they add a wide receiver in the first or second round, that's not good for him. If not, it looks like he'll be the wide receiver one on that team, so his stocks could be all over the place after this upcoming draft. K.J. Osborne could fill the role of number two wide receiver on the Minnesota Vikings, which has had value with Kirk Cousins there, at quarterback. If they draft somebody, he could be knocked down or back to the role that he's been in, so another guy to keep an eye on. Look to see if the Cardinals add any pass catchers and get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, and then do the Ravens add a wide receiver to you know compete with or take over Rashad Bateman's role as a wide receiver one? Do and do the Steelers sell Deontay Johnson on draft night? Do they trade him <laughs> away to like he could go? I was talking to Nick about it. It's like he could land on the Texans. Is that is what that, we're thinking? Is that, that speculation? Uh, is that no, it's just purely Nick speculation. As a I mean, he's a he follows the Steelers very closely, gotcha. but I mean that's uh, it, it, he could go anywhere. They just uh, they got they got a Rob Allen Robinson and yeah. Pickens looks like he could be the number one there. Like there's a good chance Johnson gets created to somewhere where you would expect that they would draft a guy. You the know? Steelers do like to use the wide uh, three wide receiver sets though, and I I know what you're talking about because I saw an article when I was browsing through things. I didn't read it, but it was just basically titled "No, the Steelers are not trading Deontay Johnson." Yes, I was yeah. like, oh, so that means there's people been talking about trading Deontay Johnson because they acquired Allen Robinson. I was like, and that's stupid logic that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know what? Help Kenny Pickett. Let's trade Deontay Johnson and bring in Allen Robinson. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Running back position, we got Ramondre Stevenson on the Patriots, who we rumored to add uh, Bijan Robinson. Ramondre Stevenson, if they don't add anybody, could be a top 10 running back this season. If they add somebody, who knows? Rashad White, Tyler Algiers, same situation on the Buccaneers and the Falcons. Miles Sanders on the Carolina Panthers, see if they bring somebody else in to be a part of a committee back there. And then look out for guys like Tony Pollard, A.J. Dillon, Rashad Penny. Again, if competition's added in the draft, Tony Pollard's on the franchise tag. What about Pierce? Huh? No, I'm not worried about the Texans drafting <laughs> a running back in the first or second round to compete with Damian Pierce. We've been over this, Rich. They brought in they brought in Singletary. Yeah. They're set. <laughs> That's gonna be everything from us today. Again, be sure to tune into the NFL draft this upcoming Thursday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your audio podcast. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich Hauk. Coil. Peace out.